0: Wondering if you heard the quote. He said that Connor Bedard was perhaps the most NHL-ready now rookie that he had ever played with, and he played with Connor McDavid too. So I thought yeah. that was pretty crazy.
1: You're now listening to the Voice in the Booth podcast with your hosts Harper, Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. This time, just myself, Chad Melbourne, joined by Casey Abrams. No Harper Cody this episode. He is at a concert enjoying himself tonight. I don't know who he's seeing, but it was a pretty last minute thing and uh, he dropped the ball today. So uh, that's a scheduling issue. Nothing new for the Cody man himself. But (laughs) Casey, how are you doing? So much is going on right now. Hockey's back. That means fantasy hockey's back. We just had Thanksgiving, NHL 20 is out as well what a crazy time it's been for hockey in general how you doing
1: well i haven't played any of the nhl 24 other than the brief stint we did online because that game's usually hot garbage in the first month it comes out so i'm not really worried about jumping into that but yeah happy thanksgiving to all our canadian listeners um we did it first usa it was us first this is the real thanksgiving uh got to enjoy it with all my family and well my immediate family and had three dinners so i had a hard time getting up the stairs to record this episode but doing good hockey's back it's christmas day right now and happy to be here
0: yeah yeah i'm happy to be talking hockey now that the season is actually underway and dude i'm with you i'm in an absolute turkey coma right now like this these these last couple days for lunch have just been turkey salad sandwiches and then eating leftovers for dinner so this is uh a great time of the year for for food that is and i had a great weekend having the family up visiting for thanksgiving so that was great but uh yeah speaking of nhl 24 by the way before we hop into this episode weird decisions this year weird controls layout it's very different from anything that we've seen in the past with with the whole being able to do the michigan and other complicated dekes with just one press of a face button that's pretty interesting um and then just like so many bugs right away which we noticed playing on the night that it came out so um, but, yeah, what, what we want to do for this episode, um, you know, because, of course, we could talk about bugs in NHL 24 uh, for a whole episode. Maybe we will. We've done that in the past. But what we want to do for this episode is uh, a little bit of a draft of Calder Trophy candidates going into this 2023-24 season. Uh, we'll do a draft. Casey, you'll go first. I'll go second. And then it will go Ooh. back to you. And we'll pick the top six players that that we think are close to or, or or maybe likely to win the Calder. And of course, as we go on in the draft, um, the picks will become more dark horse candidates as opposed to <laughs> likely candidates. But uh, th- these are always fun because... Um, you know this is going to be a good rookie class there are a few players who have sort of spilled over from uh previous seasons who have played just a handful of games and are still eligible to uh, be considered rookies and then of course we have uh the first and second overall pick of of last year uh or, or first and third rather because leo carlson Got hurt, and he will eventually play this season. But uh, it's going to be an absolute incredible draft class. So, Casey, without further ado, I'll send it to you. Who do you think has the best odds to win the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year in the NHL in 2023
1: 24? yeah i was glad you said uh i get to go first because that means i get to draft Connor bedard and i think that's the obvious pick here i think everyone has him as the obvious pick here including vegas where the odds have him at like minus 170 to win the calder so no point in putting the money on him um he's probably has the most hype as a first overall pick since mcdavid and he's being regarded as a general generational talent in in, in the same breath as mcdavid and it's his shot and his skill and his iq that has him there uh, that quote by pk suban saying that he's a top 10 skill player in the entire league i don't think that's offside at all uh, i'll sit at that table with pk Subban all day long so uh, i was totally fine with that i'm going to move right past his junior career because we all know how ridiculous that was <laughs> but uh for me the big thing here compared to some of the other guys we're going to talk about in this episode and some of the other rookies is that. He's not just going for the Calder. He's going to try to be the MVP of his team this year. And he's the guy in Chicago. It's quite obvious. He's gonna get first line, first power play, overtime, every big situation. Connor Bernard is gonna be on the ice. Um, and Chicago's done in their situation, in their position, the best they can to Put him in a situation to succeed in his first year and bringing in some vets to kind of help guide him and Perry and Felino and most importantly, Taylor Hall, who is... Also a first overall pick and has played with half a dozen other first overall picks so far in his career. So hopefully he's going to have some advice as well as help him on the ice, kind of in the same way he did with Nico Heischer in uh, Taylor Hall's MVP season. He had 52 points, which is one of the best 18 year old seasons um, out there. And really, I think with Bedard. 30 goals and 70 plus points. That's his target. It might be an outrageous target, but that's got to be it. And that's going to be one of the best 18 year old seasons of all time if he does that. So um, yeah, Connor Bedard, one goal, four assists and five preseason games tore it up in the rookie camp. I think that it's a lock at number one.
0: Yeah, that's an absolute no brainer pick. And there was a lot in there. Uh, you mentioned the Taylor Hall quote, or, or you mentioned Taylor Hall playing with uh, Connor Bedard. I was wondering if you heard the quote. He said that Connor Bedard was perhaps the most NHL ready now rookie that he had ever played with, and he played with Connor McDavid too.
1: So I thought yeah. that
0: was pretty crazy.
1: McDavid, RNH, he sure hughes dalene yakupov,
0: yakupov. <laughs> yeah. yeah so so there, there's definitely some good names in there and i'm also happy that you mentioned opportunity as well you mentioned Connor bedard is going to be playing on the first line first power play unit uh over time and, and in all situations probably playing upwards of you know 17 to 20 minutes a night uh yeah. you know as an average first line player i'm glad you mentioned opportunity because i feel like that's always a big part of it when it comes to these calder trophy rankings and and predictions you have to factor in um, you know of course prior production from the player which we mentioned his whl career was I- incredible you know just last year 71 uh goal 72 assists for 143 points in 57 whl games um by the way that's an nhle of 151 not saying he's gonna yeah. get 151 <laughs> points that metric is a little bit broken but it just goes to show that th- this kid was too good for the whl almost since the moment he stepped into it but yeah, so of course when we're measuring these players opportunity is a big factor um physical maturity is another big factor and, and prior production like I, I mentioned so those are sort of the three um things that I, i'll be measuring these players on
1: a big factor for dard in this kind of opportunity as you've mentioned it is that there's no kind of clear shot 22 23 24 year old rookie out there that is going to come in and, and steal it from him so uh I think that's also helping his situation. That's right. But another thing
0: that might go against Bedard for winning the Calder is we've mentioned this before, some of the best players. In the league, and and some of the the generational talents that have blessed the NHL over the years have not won the Calder Trophy. So I'm thinking of Sidney Crosby did not win Rookie of the Year. Connor McDavid did not win Rookie of the Year. Austin Matthews, whether you want to put him in that same category or not, uh, that's up for debate, but he did not win Rookie of the Year. Um, so there's a lot, you know, sort of maybe going against Connor Bedard. And that's just, you know, my, my, my two cents, so. Yeah. Um, but okay, going to number two now, and here's where it gets uh, a little bit dicey for me, because I think there are at least two, but certainly more than that, who, who could compete for this number two spot. But I'm going to draft Adam Fantilli of the Columbus Blue Jackets. There's another name who I, I think you're gonna be happy to pick number three, um, but I'm gonna go with Adam Fantilli playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets he has the fourth best odds right now on sports betting dime uh, at plus 2000 which is is some great odds right there to win the Calder Trophy this year he had 30 goals 35 assists for 65 points in just 36 games for the University of Michigan last year NHL of 115 again I'm gonna bring that up because I think it's a relevant number to compare I'm not saying that that number is uh, how many points he's going to score but it is a, a valuable metric at least when comparing the different leagues that these rookies played in the year prior third overall in 2023 he's 18 years old but what sets him apart from other young 18 year olds coming into the league for me anyways is his sheer size and physical maturity six foot two 195 pounds playing on a columbus blue jackets team that you know let's face it doesn't have a ton of weapons uh up front aside from maybe the big two in line a and goudreau so he's going to be relied on to produce offense at five on five and on the power play he's slotted in right now with the three c position which makes me a little bit weary picking him in the number two spot to win the calder but i just think this kid is so so impressive and uh, i just had to go
1: with him at number two what do you think well, I don't want to break your heart here, but I had him in my four on, on the power rankings. So uh, I'm happy to hear you take him at two. Although, you know, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he won. I'm a little skeptical to take the third overall pick at 18 years old, winning the Calder. Just, But that being said, Fantilli's always been ahead of the timelines. You know what I mean? He's the, the freshman scoring, the Holby Baker, the signing his contract right away as a th- three overall being like, considered on the team before camp like he's always ahead of schedule so i mean maybe he'll shock us here and maybe he'll take it he did kind of outshine bedard in the rookie camp as well as maybe even the preseason with two goals and two assists and four games and he's looked really good so i wouldn't be surprised if he if he won the calder this year but i had him at four in the end um i'm pretty bullish on on columbus as Mm -hmm. i've mentioned previously in our in our preseason rankings and i do think that he has a decent amount of weapons to pass to on this team but i don't know if it's you know he doesn't have the the number one minutes like a bedard and another guy i want to mention and he doesn't have the team to pass to like a luke hughes or a matthew nyes or someone like that so he's kind of in that middle stage which is going to make it interesting for him yeah fair
0: enough i I want to clarify something i mentioned earlier i said austin matthews did not win the calder he very much did forgive me for forgetting that Leafs fans that was back in 2017 uh had 69 points that year nice yeah you had
1: me confused enough to not even mention that I was like I don't
0: yeah but but the 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 point stands anyway some generational players have not won the Calder when maybe they should have you know Wayne Gretzky was another one who wasn't classified as a rookie because he came from the the WHA but anyways I digress you want to move on to the number three pick case or do you want to any final thoughts on Adam Fantilli
1: no that's pretty much it and that you have me a little a little stressed out on who I'm going to take number two now because I just wasn't expecting I was like oh he's going to make it easy and take one of the guys I have here but uh you've definitely thrown me off um I think i'm gonna go ahead and take luke hughes because if wow. he succeeds this year i'm gonna be that guy who didn't take my player i'm gonna look like an asshole like when i mentioned that you know hughes and dalene which one i would take was a little bit of a toss-up for me jack hughes and dalene and now that came to bite me in the ass after last season and i think i like luke hughes situation and we got a taste of Hughes last year at the end of the season where he had a goal and assist in two games. The goal was an overtime game winning goal where he undressed two Washington players and did a wraparound and it was it was beautiful. And then they trusted him enough to play three games in the in the postseason last year where he scored two assists in three games and and got he was like playing twenty-one minutes of ice time against Carolina. So that's nothing to scoff at for sure. And then a reason why I'm taking him a little higher than maybe a lot of people are expecting. And that obviously, you know, I passed up on a guy that I had at number two on my draft rankings going into this. Um, but the reason is that when it comes to voting, it seems like defense points count for like 1.1 or 1.2 points in the in the voters eyes and you know i i know before i say this there's a lot that goes into it that you know it could be um time on ice or blocks or hits or whatever so don't freak out when i say this but you know we saw it a bit last year with power getting the third most votes with 35 points compared to Michelli at 49 points and Johnston at 41 points. And then the year before Moritz won the trophy or won the award with 50 points compared to a Zegers at 61 and a bunting at 63 and Raymond at 57. So I fully think that with Hughes's skating shot, creativity, like playmaking he fully has the power to hit 45 to 50 points with his situation in new jersey and how many weapons he has to dish the puck to and the one thing that i think a lot of people are maybe holding him back from the calder predictions is that he's supposed to be playing on the second power play unit that's what everyone thinks but if you're following the New Jersey Devils, you know that the second power play unit at the moment is Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Tyler Toffoli, Palat, and Luke Hughes. So, I'm not too worried about his power play situation. The first is Hamilton, Meyer, Heisher, Holtz, and Mercer. So, they're kind of splitting up the power play to be two strong power play units, and it's been working. They scored three in their in the last game and four opportunities so luke hughes he's going to be dishing the puck to a lot of weapons on new jersey he's going to be getting decent ice time i expect him to play around 20 minutes a night so i think that he's definitely in this discussion maybe i took him a little high but we'll see
0: Yeah, I don't mind the pick, Luke Hughes, at at number three. I mean, just looking at his season last year for Michigan, 10 goals, 38 assists, 48 points in just 39 games played as a defenseman. Absolutely tore it up. And then, as you mentioned, in his short stint with the Devils, both in the regular season and the postseason, put up numbers as well. So I I, I think 40 to 50 points might even be conservative for him yeah. i could see i could see 50 plus points for luke hughes again depending on opportunity right now on daily Faceoff, he slotted in to play the third pair on the left side but who knows how that yeah, goes I, and again with power play time you know like you were saying yeah he could get a great opportunity i expect him to be
1: playing with marino in, in no time
0: yeah. And, and it's just one of those things, right? Like maybe in training camp, he starts on the third pair and then you're a week into the season and it's like, OK, like I've been playing this kid 20 minutes a night. Like he just yeah. he can't be on the third pair because I just
1: want to play him so much. So I see that. Yeah. But again, you know, power play. I expect him to get the first or second nod in overtime for, for being the guy on the back end. So he's going to get lots of ice time and lots of situations where he can pass to his brother to put up points
0: very true uh going back to the power play i sincerely hope that dougie hamilton is still the main quarterback uh for my fantasy team and (laughs) and just selfishly thinking about that but Going back to picking Luke Hughes at the number three spot, he is number two in terms of Vegas betting favorites, uh on on Sports Betting Dime at a plus seven hundred. So it yeah. wouldn't be crazy to think that he could win the Calder trophy. And there might actually be some value if you think that he'll move up the lineup a little
1: bit. Yeah, it depends on actually what book you're looking at. Like I know that you know DraftKings has him had three or four and yep. so yeah. yeah very true depends on what
0: book you're looking at and you can use the Betstamp app actually to uh, uh, to decide what odds uh, are the best and where you're going to spend your money and make your money What's up guys? Thanks for making it this far into the podcast. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just want to let you know that we're still doing a limited time merch drop over on boysintheboot.com shop. We're selling t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, crew necks, sweat shorts, slides, you name it. We're selling it at boysintheboot.com. So head over there and check it out when you can. Every single purchase allows us to improve the quality of our podcasts going forward. Plus you get to wear some awesome gear too and support the boys. So we'd really appreciate it. Thanks guys. This podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. Whether you're staying active or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. Just one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. There's plenty of awesome flavors, but my personal favorite is lemon lime. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth at checkout. That's 20% off anything in the store when you order using the promo code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth. Experience better hydration today with Liquid IV. This podcast is sponsored by the best ticket app out there, SeatGeek. SeatGeek takes the confusion out of buying tickets, making it quick and easy to get the best deals on tickets to your favorite sporting events. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek with the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link down below to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. Okay, going to the number four pick, I'm going to select the player that I thought you were going to take at number three and I think you thought I was going to take at number two. And that's Logan Cooley of the uh, Arizona Coyotes. He's going to be playing in that second line center position, maybe even first line center by the end of the season. He was drafted third overall in 2022, so he's 19. He has a year. He's a year older than uh, the first two players we uh, selected as our Calder favorites, Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli. So he has that going for him. Not as physically developed. Just 5'10", 174 pounds. Uh, so about 10 to 15 pounds shy of Bedard, depending on where you look for that. But this player tore up the ncaa last year 22 goals 38 assists for 60 points in 39 games played for the university of minnesota that's an nhle of 92 once again i need to put a disclaimer on that not saying that i think he will get 92 points but it's just a valuable number to rank him relative to other players i will say this logan cooley i think should be the second Uh, should have the second highest odds to win the Calder, at least in my opinion. But the reason I picked Fantilli over him is just solely their production last season where Fantilli as a player who's a year younger, had better production in the same league and is more physically mature. So I was hoping that we could get into that, you know, discussion between whether we think Cooley or Fantilli will have a better season. The reality is they're both going to be great players. Um, But yeah, I'm taking Logan Cooley in the number four spot case. What do you think about that?
1: yeah well that is who i had at number two uh, or originally but you know i kind of shifted at the end i think something that sketched me out is that he's on the arizona coyotes and they kind of have the tendency to drop the ball in situations and i i really hope they don't i i think a lot of the outcome of this season for him is going to come down to where they're playing him and you know if they're playing on the second line and right now they're he's i think he's practicing on the second power play unit it's like this is a guy that you got to be giving every situation you can and give him some weapons to play with. He looked good in the preseason, four goals, one assist, five games. One of those goals was special and uh yeah. I mean, we're going to get a lot of exciting hockey out of him in the years to come. So, and it, this is another guy, this guy it, just like Bedard is going to try to be the MVP of his team this season, not just the Calders. So, I think that right away cooley is you know the arguably the best player on this team outside of a clayton keller so mm-hmm. uh right away he's going to be expecting a lot of it out of himself and he's going to be in the situation where he's he's going to be giving a lot of opportunities at least i hope
0: yeah he's a player who can who has incredible vision great hands can score has that nose for the net um you just wonder if if you know maybe the size and strength of players at the nhl level will be a problem for a player who i don't want to say is undersized because he's not there's so many players who are his stature 5'10 and his weight around 175 who are successful in the nhl it just worries me a little bit and maybe for that reason i could see him taking another year or two before he is at that elite elite level um however it wouldn't surprise me if he won the calder so
1: i wouldn't be shocked if he wins the calder but i also wouldn't be surprised if he has the the path of a jack hughes where you know the first season wasn't it that the second one maybe not even and then a hundred points or yeah, well points.
0: exactly and i guess what people would say to that um in favor of logan cooley is that he took a year off whereas jack hughes went straight yeah, to the show off so m- maybe you know that year benefited him i mean like clearly he dominated the ncaa last year um you know not as much as Fantaley, which is why i picked him number two but i think logan cooley has a, a legit shot to win the Calder. And now for these next two picks, as we round out our draft number five and six, I feel like these players have an outside chance if we're thinking of the same guys. Um, But it would be very exciting if, if one of them won this trophy. So who are you taking in the number five spot Casey?
1: Yeah. For me, it drastically drops off at these next two picks, but I, again, yeah, dark horses for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of torn. I'm going to go with Devin Levi um, in the end. You know, I'm a little skeptical because goalies are complete voodoo. But Levi's looked good in every stage of his career since the World Juniors. And I think he's in a pretty good situation and a good position to succeed in Buffalo and hopefully kind of have a similar outcome as Stuart Skinner last year on, you know, a team that just happens to win a lot of games and maybe not all because of goaltending. So um, we'll see you know how the the team defense of buffalo has improved this year last year you know if if this was the same conversation i would not be feeling very good for devin levi because they got absolutely shelled when it came to scoring opportunities and shots so um Hopefully the improvements that they you know, the additions they brought in another year older, everything like that is gonna work out in the favor of better defense. And then therefore I think, you know, Devin Levi can have a good season. And Stuart Skinner was second in voting last year, so I wouldn't be shocked if Levi got got some of those votes because, you know, wins and he's gonna play a considerable amount of games in this tandem this year. So, you know, that they love to vote on goalies and and that's why I'm taking them. I am shocked, to
0: be honest, that you're taking a goalie. I thought you would be completely against it just given the fact that they're so unpredictable. And I, I, I remember going back a few years you know us having the conversation whether we thought Ilya sorokin could win the calder trophy because we knew that he was going to be sort of an overaged goalie coming in but still calder eligible and he had a great season and didn't receive as many votes as we thought but then i guess to that point Stuart skinner last year finishing second yeah you know maybe tides have changed for for goaltenders but listen devin levi i think that's an okay pick at number five um He's going to see a lot of shots and if he wants to win games He's gonna have to stop a lot of those shots because I don't really trust the team defense of the Buffalo Sabres As much as I trust their team offense, which is you know out of this world So if he's gonna win a lot of games, which I think he very well could this season um, He's gonna have to stop a lot of shots Which you know as we know goals saved above expected is a counting stat that's a good thing. You see more shots from more dangerous opportunities, your number in that category goes up, and save percentage is also one that is going to be considered by the voters. So,
1: yeah. I could see it. That's that's kind of where my thought process was with the Buffalo Sabres like, you know, Stuart Skinner he had 29 wins last year playing for Edmonton, so if Devin Levi can have 23 21 wins for buffalo this year and gets absolutely hammered with shots and you know that results in a save percentage around a 9 10 9, 13. i think skinner was nine, thirteen. so you know those stats i think are fully possible in buffalo and that's why i took them i also kind of wanted to go a little wild with this last one i like i said i don't really expect either of these last two picks to win it so i thought it'd be fun to take a goalie Yeah, fair
0: enough. And Harper, who's not on this episode, would be happy that you're picking a member of his Buffalo Sabres in Devin Levi. You know, of course, they've had some pretty good rookies in the past, notably two very good defensemen, Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin. But yeah, I mean... As a goalie in Buffalo, win a lot of games, maybe you get some votes for the Calder Trophy. The one thing I will say to to wrap up on this number five spot is that he is in a bit of a trio situation, so I don't know how that will impact his games played. I think they want him to be the number one, or at least one of the two in a tandem. But you know, there's also Uko Pekalukinen, sort of knocking at the door, and uh, Eric Comrie as well, who. I don't know. Did did they place him on waivers? Are they carrying three goalies? I'm not too sure at this point. But I,
1: I don't know the situation there. But I, I just highly doubt that they run with three in the end. Um, Comrie got shelled last year. Uh, three years ago, he got shelled as well. And you know, Levi, they 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 want him to be the guy, so they're they going like to give him every chance early on. It's yeah. it's just up to him to take it.
0: Yeah, they like him a lot, and I feel like it could be a situation like in Philadelphia, where you know they had Carter Hart as their young stud goalie coming in, and they really had no one else, so they just played the heck out of him. Maybe that's the case with Levi. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, going to the number six spot now, and and wrapping up this episode and our draft of uh, Calder Trophy candidates. Again, we're in the dark horse uh, territory now, and I'm between two players. And there might be an honorable mention or two, but sticking with your reasoning, picking Luke Hughes, I have to pick Matthew Nyes of the Toronto Maple Leafs as the sixth most likely player to win the Calder Trophy this season as Rookie of the Year last season playing for minnesota in university 21 goals 21 assists 42 points in 40 games nhl e of 53 if anyone's paying attention or cares um he had one assist in three games last year in the regular season for the maple leafs but he had four points in seven games in the playoffs and you know, as we know, 57th overall pick in 2021, he's 20 years old. So he's a little bit more mature than some of the other rookies coming into this year. You know, he's two years removed from his draft class. He's six foot three, 217 pounds, at least listed as that on HockeyDB. And with that website, you never know, but um, he's a physically mature player who's going to get an opportunity to play in the middle six on a really good and dynamic offensive team playing with the likes of perhaps throughout the season at times austin matthews mitch marner john Tavares, william nylander and he'll also be getting second power play reps as well and and honestly might be sort of a a fixture on that second power play unit as well so i think he has a decent opportunity to put up some points um you know obviously not as much as a player like Connor bedard he's going to be the number one center and the go-to guy in every situation you know obviously the maple leafs just aren't in a same position aren't in that same position um he's physically mature and he's produced relatively well at every level he's played at so i think he has an outside chance to win rookie of the year though even though i love the player i
1: probably won't be betting on it yeah uh funny enough i did have him ranked at number five so you took another one from here but (laughs) uh i kind of switched last second because again it I think it's going to come down to how they choose to use him and I think if he's in the top 6 all year then move him up this draft board. He's going to have weapons to pass to on line 1 and 2. It kind of, you know, evens out a little bit with the other guys when you get into the third line with Toronto. So I also wasn't 100% sure if he's getting a ton of power play minutes either. So again, it was situation. I, I just thought i'll go with levi make a little more fun plus i wanted it to be that all three of our teams have a guy in this draft which is funny but uh yeah nice looked good last year he looked good in the preseason again so hopefully they play him with someone who he can really work with and find some chemistry with and i think he can put up a lot of points it's gonna be interesting
0: yeah, well, you know what? Right now, he's slotted into play on the left wing on the third line. And down the middle, story of the the Maple Leafs camp this year, is going to be another rookie, Frazier Minton, who is a year yeah. younger than Matthew Nyes. Those two seem to have great chemistry, but it's not necessarily for their scoring connection. It's mostly for their transition play, their forechecking ability, and their defensive ability as well. Both of those guys kill penalties. Admittedly, not on the top unit or even the second unit, maybe not even the third unit, but they have the ability to kill penalties as well. Both fast, smart, uh, good, you know decently defensively responsible
1: players with good sticks. So it'll be All interesting right. to see. All right. how- Were you talking about Nyes and Minton or yes. Kako Cap? capo and lafreniere because that's the situation that i'm worried about you know what i mean they're well, both playing on the third line together they have good chemistry together they are defensively sound i was like well listen wouldn't it be a lot better to have two second
0: rounders playing that yeah. position than two you know uh, one first overall player and one second overall player yeah so yeah Agreed. But but that's sort of the situation that they're in where they can move up. Both of those guys can move up in the lineup. Nye's, I would assume, before Minton. But, you know, they're also trusted to play in a bottom six role, which is why they're both sticking around on this team. And a guy like Nick Robertson, Nick Roberts. who, you know, scores goals, but can't really do much else has been sent to the American league, at least to start. I I think he'll be up and, and, you know, he'll have a point per game in the American league. They'll call him up and he'll do well, but yeah. So Matthew nice is the sixth pick. I have a, a, an honorable mention. Um, I, I don't know if you have any, but I, I wanted to share one before you snag them up from me. Uh, this was a player who I thought could have been drafted in this top six, and I debated taking him. But that's Luke Evangelista of the Nashville Predators, slotted into play on the third line on the right wing plus 2,500 odds right now to win the Calder Trophy. Last year in the American League, he had 41 points in 49 games played. That's an NHL E of 58. And in the NHL last year, he played 24 games and had 15 points. This is the oldest player that we've talked about this episode he's 21 which by the way i thought he was even older than that he was drafted in 2020 42nd overall um and he's six foot 183 pounds so he's physically mature as well so this is a player who is going to get lots of opportunity in nashville um playing on the power play and Gonna, he's gonna be trying to score some goals for this team
1: because who else? That's exactly it, and and he is someone that I looked at when I was doing a little bit of research for this, and you know, mostly because of his AHL points last year, as well as his NHL points. Yeah, but I kind, he's he's gonna be one of those guys they look to to be a trigger man on this team, and that's what they need. But I kind of thought the same thing about an Ellie Tolvanen in the past and a Philip tomasino in the past, and it didn't work out for those two guys, you know to the extent of uh, calder predictions so uh, i don't know i I kind of backpedaled last second with that one but that's definitely a good shout at like kind of a a dark horse type situation
0: yeah well i mean I, i bring up the player because you know it's nashville it's not like they have like set weapons in their top six you know evangelista have if he plays one or two weeks where he's just putting goals in the net all of a sudden, he's a top six player. All of a sudden, he's he's getting, you know, twenty or you know, say eighteen minutes a night, and he's playing in offensive positions. So you never know, and and that's why opportunity is is maybe the biggest factor. One of the biggest factors when considering Calder candidates. But I thought that was a good honorable mention.
1: Do you have any any other players who you think could be an honorable mention for the Calder? Yeah, I mean. I Think we have to mention Leo Carlson, but for the same, you know, same thing as of situation, we keep mentioning this. That's why I backed off of him. He is hurt right now, for one, but he's also going to be, you know, the 3C. He's coming in straight from Europe. He's got to adjust to the North American game, North Amer- American ice. So that's a situation there, but he's got the toolkit to win the Calder. That's for sure. You know, you talk about his size. Well, this guy is massive and has the scoring touch. We saw it in Sweden last year as an 18 year old or a 17 year old. So um, wouldn't be surprised if he got healthy and got hot in Anaheim and, you know, got into this conversation.
0: Yeah. Another couple of players I can think of are uh, you know, one being Shane Wright. He got cut from The Seattle Kraken, he'll start the year in the American League on that special exemption playing with the Coachella Valley Firebirds took me a second to remember that name. He'll be there if maybe he gets some time and and really lights it up in the NHL when he gets a call up. That's one player. Brant Clark is another player, defenseman for the LA Kings. Also got cut, sent down to the American League. Who knows if he gets an opportunity in the future. Same exact situation for Simon Nemich. Got cut from the New Jersey Devils. Maybe he gets a call up halfway through the season and gets a good opportunity and produces. So those are three players that I thought of who unfortunately didn't make their teams out of camp, but are touted as, as... you know highly skilled highly talented prospects who eventually will make an impact whether it's
1: this season or or next yeah also shout out like dark horse Logan Stankoven cuz mm, i just I- I love him. He's, he's yeah. just become one of my favorite little prospects, just the way he plays the game. So he's going to be playing on a really talented Dallas team. And there's been a lot of young guys who have succeeded there recently. So he's he could be another one. And he looked really good in the preseason. Yeah.
0: you love the stank oven. Have ever since World Juniors. And, uh, you know, the, the love lives on. He's an engine. He is. He goes, goes, goes. Okay, well, I think that does it for our Calder Trophy draft. Thanks so much for listening to episode 184 of the podcast. I want to let you know that we're still selling merch at boysintheboot.com until October 25th. So go over there and check it out because it's only available for a limited time. Once again, thanks so much for listening to episode 184 of the podcast, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at patron.com slash boysinthebooth.